Welcome back to the RegTech Ledgers podcast. I am your host, Tom Richardson, and today we have a treat in store because, well, I don't know about you, but in the Richardson household, at Christmas and New Year's, one program is compulsory viewing, and that is the World's Strongest Man competition. For those that aren't familiar, it kind of does exactly what it says on the tin. So I think for five or ten days in the build-up to New Year's Day, um, some of the strongest men around the world compete head-to-head pulling lorries and planes and lifting, flipping car tyres and lifting stones, that sort of thing, to figure out who on New Year's Day will be crowned the strongest man in the world. And for anyone who follows the world's strongest man, you will know that there's one nation that punches well above its weight in that competition, and that is Iceland. Um, home to former winners of the competition like uh, John Paul Sigmundson, Magnus Ver Magnusson, and of course more recently Hathor Bjornsson, aka the Mountain from Game of Thrones. And the reason I mention this is our next guest is CEO and founder of Lucinity, and they hail from the land of fire and ice, and they are seeking to harness that quiet strength. Um, that Icelandic quiet strength to help make money good. So without further ado, let's hand over to GK and GK can tell us how his journey into RegTech began. If we go all the way back to the beginning, uh, I, I started to play around with, with uh, programming and other, other things when I was probably around uh, 14 years old. And of course that, that was in, in competition with my brother who who, who uh, was a f- phenomenal programmer? And, who really runs in yeah, the family? <laughs> yeah, it runs in, in the family, and and he he's a CEO of a, of a very successful startup uh, right right now. And Blimey. and and I I was actually in a special aid ca- class uh, because I'm I'm highly dyslexic, and uh, my my teacher came to me and, and said, you know, hey, you're doing programming. Why don't you create a program that that really helps dyslexic children, you know. Uh, Tom, I, I'm highly dyslexic myself, you know, never expect a fully spelled email when you when you get it from <laughs> me, although Grammarly <laughs> is phenomenal. Uh, and um, and uh, I, I said to myself, yeah, I'm going to do that. And, and, I, and I did that, and, I, and actually I sold that application off to uh, the education programs in, in Iceland when I was 16 and at the time, you know, my mind was all about buying a car and I, I did that with, with the money of, of, the, of selling, <laughs> selling my the company. First exit. <laughs> <laughs> first exit. And, uh, and, and, and uh, after that, you know, my, my heart was going into university and I did that. And, and uh, for, for the first, first year, I, I, I was quite, you know, active in, in in the in the studies and and in the social life and so on and then I was lucky enough to get a summer job in a medical med tech company focusing on on sleep uh, and and in that company I I really probably learned what artificial intelligence is you know when it wasn't called artificial intelligence uh, but um, I was lucky enough to after the summer job which I, I really didn't start in, 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 in developing there. I actually started uh, in that company as, as a shouldering plates for, for hardware. And then uh, when, I, when I finished my, my first, first three months, they offered me a job as, as a programmer. So I so, uh, studied, uh, studied and, and worked and, and was quite active in the social life, uh, you know, working you know, quite hard, 20 hours a, uh, hours a, uh, hours a day. Uh, until I, you know, met my wife and started to get a little bit uh, more, more no- normal life, but that is, uh, you know, really uh, how it all began. And 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 this medical company really taught me a lot about around uh, empathy. And uh, when I started Lucinity, I I looked back at that six years of my life in that company as you know very fondly and and said to myself. The culture, the company culture that I wanted to create in Lucinity was really of the same values that we had in this med, uh, tech company, because they, it was built on trust, it was built on shared knowledge, it was built on this quiet strength that we talk so much, so much about. 
So how did you go from medtech to regtech? Yeah, so uh, I didn't choose regtech. Regtech really chose me, and uh, maybe it's a cliche, but in my 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 world, it's it's true. We had a banking crisis in twenty. Uh, t- uh, t- 2007 and 2008 and uh, before that I uh, was at a medtech company and I was really much you know looking at these banks and I and I actually vowed back then I would never work for a bank because <laughs> uh, you know I, I, I was very much into you know sleep diagnostics uh, helping people and and I and I didn't like this trend in Iceland of of this extra push of of banks and and how the banks were taking over and and etc. So so uh, then I went into my MBAs uh, in, in in the Netherlands and uh, then uh, started in a startup company and and I, at that time I I was looking before I started there to to join maybe the the big guys like the Google and Microsoft and so on. Yeah. But I chose to really go into startup. I I'm a startup guy and I wanted to join a startup. So I joined a little startup company in the Netherlands called Cybertech International. And and you know maybe the name is is not the most sexy one, but it was fantastic people that I, I saw and and uh, just fantastic to join a, a fast growing company that had grown really uh, in the past three or four years from you know a very small one to to a replica one one and and uh, and so on. and and there i started to to get to know banks and and so on and and they asked me to to hey tk can you take a look at you know new offerings into the financial services market we are recording voice so we're recording all of the traders and uh, we think that there is something that, that we could sell them uh, after that then we took a look at speech analytics and and that is where i started to get into ai and you know basically i had always been in ai i didn't realize it in sleep diagnostic but this is where i started to get into like the siri kind of of understanding what the traders are saying on on the on the phone but then uh, nice systems nice actimines acquires us exactly 365 days after uh, i uh, i joined so so and then I was for sure uh, that they would fire fire me. But <laughs> I said, you know, hey, you know, uh, my boss at the time, uh, Cromwell Fraser, said, uh, you know, hey, let's let's actually go out with a bank. So we create the business plan that that, and we 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 really analyzed the entire trading floor market, how we could take these services, voice recording, speech analytics, text analytics. Uh, and everything to the market and we created around you know i think nine business plans and we selected uh, based on interviews with that we did without asking permission with actually some of the customers and other guys <laughs> that I, I i knew and we selected the compliance market and said the compliance market will really be changing and you can see that the dot frank was was uh, was starting to emerge in in the us and uh, and it was for me i was excited not about the market but about the, the the ability to take a lot of voice recordings and and text recordings and everything and starting to understand what they said on 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 the, on, on it you know uh, so so we created an offer offering for nice called nice communications surveillance today and uh, we we marketed and we were uh, quite successful after we uh, after Jaron Morgenstern uh, came and became our boss and said hey there is something in this uh, these guys let's <laughs> invest in them and uh, and and he enabled us and there is a beautiful story about you know how how we met actually Jaron uh, because it was was uh, just a con- coincidence you know we, we were in Tel Aviv and, and maybe I'll tell you that later <laughs> but 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 he was just a supporter and believed in us and said, hey, you know, I like this plans. Let's just go for it. And and then there was a was a guy at that time that I called Uti Sif. I said, uh, and that was the boss of Yaron in and I said to us, hey, you know, guys, I can't support these business plans because it's not really a part of the acquisition. But ask for forgiveness later. <laughs> so he basically gave us the, the, the chance of, of really 
uh, growing within Nice and, and really just going and getting a customer. And, and uh, year later, we closed our first, you know, seven-figure deal on, on the solution. And, and really, the portfolio just blew up and, and really uh, started to, to be successful. And the merger between Servitech and Nice became very, very successful. And then, you know, uh, uh, this, this solution grew. And uh, I started to, to like what we were doing because we were really helping the banks protect themselves from the Wolf of Wall Street, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and that was interesting to me. And, and so it was both a technical challenge and, you know, a challenge of how can we make the banks more humane? How can we actually ha help the banks become the sit uh, good citizens that actually most of them want to be? Yeah. And, and then... I was uh, then I was uh, you know selling into Citibank uh, a few few years later, and Matt, just a fantastic person there, that that said, hey, you know I think you want to start the company, but I think you need to uh, th I think you need to really uh, go and work for a bank to understand <laughs> what it is to be a bank, uh, what it is to be a client, and. And we, I joined Citibank there and, and uh, give, it became uh, responsible for the communication surveillance technology program. And that was really to help them out with uh, a lot of the challenges that they had after FX, the FX consent orders and LIBOR consent orders and so on. And, and, and did some amazing uh, things there. And, and I really became fond of this how to use technology to better hum humans through actually enabling banks to 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 be a better citizen so yeah that's you know my journey yeah. into into banking that's uh it's so fascinating and, and it's interesting you, you talk about the um the financial crisis of, of 2007 and 2008 and of course uh you know maybe maybe you can kind of add some color to this but i i got the the sense that that was a really kind of almost existential moment for for Iceland. Um, mm -hmm. What what's the what was the sort of perception of 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 that event in Iceland at the time? Devastating. It was uh, you know we we were before the financial crisis. You know if if you look at if you look at the history in Iceland, we we are a fishing nation. We are a, a farmers nation. You know in the backbone. So, so, and uh, and we were really uh, a, a quite socialist uh, country uh, up until the nineties. So, and and uh, the nineties we started to open up, and it started to open up and open up and open up, uh, open up. But but there has been always quite good wealth in Iceland because we are blessed with nature. So, yeah. So both fishery uh, and a lot of uh, and a lot of, of water so yeah. so we can the hydropowers and we have uh, we have uh, geothermal we we have so many things going for us and and this opening up really started to harness this this power that is within uh, uh, within this this what we call in 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 Lucindy quiet strength and uh, uh, but uh, but the in, in, in early 2000, 2005 and so on, we, we, the, the banking system started to be become a, more of an enterprise than actually a backbone to the, 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 the greater economy. Yeah. And, and at the time of 2007, we actually had the, the same ratio, Iceland, for, uh, of uh, the size of the banking system to the GDP as actually the city of London and and if I remember correctly, that's that's one square kilometer or something. Yeah. The, the the city of London, that that the city of London has towards actually the Greater Britain. <laughs> so, however, we had just water around us, and and yeah. actually the city of London has the rest of the UK. So so when uh, Lehman Brothers burst, then uh, then there is basically a, a run on the backing. Yeah, and and we didn't have anything to save us. So, like the UK, ha actually, uh, City of London had the rest of the UK. Yeah. So, so the notion in Iceland was a lot of uh, that the banks betrayed us, and right. uh, and the banks really uh, were just out there to to think about themselves. So, so there was a lot of shift 
after the financial crisis uh, towards, you know, how can we create more sustainable businesses? And, uh, and uh, we were, at that time, we were not really on the world map. Uh, and, but, but um, I remember it very well when I was in the Netherlands and I, I, I had moved out there because basically my why was in the plane when the first bank fell in Iceland. Actually, we were moving out. And right. We were just moving out in that turmoil. And, and we didn't even have euros. We, I, I had everything in Iceland, the kronas still. And, and, and it, when it was falling, it, it was, uh, I remember the, a time when I had two kids and, and uh, we only had 50 euros left in our, our, our wallets because no transactions were yeah. coming out of Iceland. We couldn't get money. And, and the, the guys in my MBA were, 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 were offering to, to lend me money just to, you know, until I, I, I got it. But, but really, the, uh, coming back to, uh, you know, how, how it was, you know, the, I saw that there was a lot of frustration, for example, in the Netherlands and the UK or in Iceland, because we had this ice safe in the Netherlands and, 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 and in, in the UK. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, there was this bank account that Iceland, the, the Icelandic bank opened in the UK um, and the Netherlands. I, I uh, actually don't remember that. So what was the, what was the situation there? That, that's basically, we as uh, the Icelandic banks decided that Iceland wasn't big enough. So they went after the Netherlands and the UK and opened up bank accounts, but they were backed by the Icelandic bank, not right. by the, 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 the authority in the UK. And so, and so when that all fell down, it had ramifications for, for London and the Netherlands also? Yeah, and and that is why the you know the banking crisis was so big on Iceland that there was a threat that we needed to repay all of the, <laughs> all of that and actually, and actually that. the repayment yeah, was equivalent to uh, the 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 uh, no the the installment that was suggested was equivalent to the healthcare budget of Iceland <laughs> per year, so so we would have just gone down on that. But, but but there was a lot of notion that that we we were the bad guys in in Europe and and I remember when I was in in the Netherlands and and uh, the volcano started to to erupt and yeah. uh, and you you remember that volcano yeah. yeah and and there is a lot of story how oh, I was there I was there in the world and I got stuck in the airport and so on. but but after there was a fantastic branding agency called uh, the Brooklyn Brothers that, that actually helped Iceland to, to create a new brand after Eyjafjallajökull, just when that was happening. That was called Inspired by Iceland. And they went into the YouTube campaign that, uh, that, that really just went viral, just showed the, the, the quiet strength of Iceland, the, the beauty of Iceland. And, and overnight, I could feel the sentiment towards me as an Icelander. That was really like, you know, you always money before. And now it's just like, oh, Iceland is so beautiful and, and so on. And that really started the tourism industry boom in Iceland. And then I could feel just, you know, all of a sudden overnight. And it was literally in my memory overnight that the sentiment on myself as an Icelander just changed. So, so since wow. then, you know, we uh, we are not remembered anymore as the, the the failing nation, but as the native nation. And I, I and I attribute uh, a lot to this brand campaign that Brooklyn Brothers did with the Inspired by Iceland uh, campaign. Wow. That went so so the volcano really is what 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 really created a new perception of Icelanders. That's kind of remarkable, right? So Brooklyn Brothers uh, changed the fate of a nation through through marketing. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, um, I I imagine they probably make a lot of that in their in their own marketing. Uh, I would think. Uh, actually, we work. Uh, I'm, I I've been fortunate in my my life, and there's a lot of coincidences, just like the ones that we talked about, the Aaron, and uh, you know, uh, and but but we actually work with Brooklyn Brothers today. So ah. I'm fortunate enough to to know the founder George, and 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 one of the the key pillars in in Lucinity is actually our our brand, and and uh, they were so intrigued with with us doing good in the world that they wanted to work with us. 
Fantastic. Well, you, you've alluded to um, one of your values. So we were talking before we, we click record about your values, and one of them was quiet strength, and you've referred to it a couple of times there. So maybe you could share with us Lucidity's values. Absolutely. So so uh, we have, uh, we, we as Lucinians, and we call ourselves that, uh, we are we are very much into empowering banks, and we are, uh, you know, this value that I really discovered when, before I, I liked the banks, and then then I started to understand the their the purpose in life and and why they need help. Uh, we 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 want to be the the company that is really helping them to to achieve more and achieve uh, to be a good citizen uh, in an effective way. So our values are quiet strength and and. Uh, Quiet strength is really, you know, in this, you know, turmoil of that is Iceland and 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 the the, the strength that it is. But it is always always that we as a anti-money laundering software as a service company, we are really a company that is trying to help them achieve more and being the quiet guys behind the quiet strength behind the banks. The second value that we have is empathetic innovation. An empathetic innovation, uh, you know, uh, as a foreigner, I needed to to first Google empathy. empathy. But, <laughs> but, but really, what it means to me as a as what, a foreigner what's, is what's the Icelandic word for empathy? Out of uh, I I actually I wouldn't I I don't know. Really? Uh, it's, no, no. It's samkent. 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 Yes. So, it's, but is is there is it not quite a lit, not quite li- a literal translation then? For, no, for no, I, I, no. It's uh, empathy is I would say a more broader word. It's, it's some kind of more of a, like a direct into that emotion. Ah. So, but 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 we in Lucindy we we really believe that you know we are we are an AI company, but but and uh, through the journey my journey in AI. I discovered that there is a little bit of a, of of people being afraid of AI. You know, it will take away my job. It will, uh, you know, do this. It, it isn't good enough. It doesn't understand me. And and really, what we wanted to do with our in a, in one of our values is really show the obsession for, for that we have for humans, that that we are actually in the business of using AI to help humans with our banks and then analysts and and then. Uh, the compliance personnel that is on the front line of uh, of compliance to really en- enable them to use the best of the tool of the AI uh, and with humans, almost like the calculator started to help us calculate faster. Yeah. We use hu- uh, we use AI to just enhance the hu- humans, and that is this empathy f- and and how we can use empathy to understand the innovation and how to connect that together. But the third value that we have is shared knowledge. So, so we, uh, what I discovered when I was in um, in a lot of my roles before, a lot of these tech companies, vendors, they're afraid of telling the customers how things work, and uh, and I didn't want to become that company. And when we were putting it together, that uh, that. Uh, the, our values, and this is February 2019, no, 2020, then uh, we we just filed a patent called Federated Learning, which is about uh, how we can start to learn from uh, the, our ecosystem of, of clients without actually sharing data. And we said, actually, this is an emphasis of how to share knowledge, but not actually the, the data, because knowledge is derived from uh, from from data, but also uh, we we have a we have a, a patent to from that or a patent pending that enables us to encrypt data in a way so that that all personal identifiable information is is stored in an encrypted way, but our algorithms can still use it. And this is no other company I believe has this ability to spill into the software. And and uh, the the. Uh, then uh, the, I pledged to the data scientists that that uh, that that really discovered this, how to do this. We I pledged to them if we would ever 
come a time that that someone else from a medical device uh, medical industry would need this we would actually help them for, with a, with a li license on that oh wow so 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 this is the kind of uh, you know the shared knowledge that we want to have because we want, don't want to be shy we want to be the the quiet strength behind the bank but we also want to in, in, invent uh, in empathy around how can we improve the humans that are working in the system yeah I took us off on a slight tangent because you were talking about your your time at City, and obviously that was the the precursor to founding Lucinity. At your time at City, you felt like a lot of the, the vendors that you were kind of conversing with, well, they're sort of saying, "Look, we've got this magic black box, and it does this thing, and as a result, you know, you get the you get uh, lower false positives or something." But but you know, don't worry about how it happens. Is it was that your kind of perception of how how it worked? I think I think that uh, there, there was different kind of vendors that we were be dealing with, then. and um, and uh, what, what I I saw this also in my time in Nice and 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 in City, and and I've seen it since that there is not a lot of understanding by the vendor community about how and what the banks actually need, because there is a lot of pressure from a compli uh, compliance perspective that to understand. And, and explain what is actually being found. So, so you need to you need to understand why uh, rule-based systems are still being used in banks. It, it is basically because it's easy to exp explain why you find something and yeah. why you didn't find find something. So, so uh, and 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 there was a lot of vendors that came to us and said, you know, hey, I have the best algorithm in town. And you know, all you need to do is to to plug it in, and and then uh, then it works. And I was like, okay, well, but but what do you need first? Oh, we need your data. Okay, uh, fantastic. We have a lot of data. Yeah, but we need it all clean, and we need it all uh, all uh, labeled, and it needs to be perfect. And then we can create the model. And, and I I always start to say, what then? What 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 happens after you deploy this? So. Uh, and and there was li little answers of of how to maintain AI, how to actually maintain these algorithms and and really have it work not just on on your computer, on your laptop, but actually in an enterprise environment. And 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 this was one of the bases for us uh, actually embedding continuous improvement into our our uh, application from beginning that. We didn't want to be the, the AI vendor that would just be in a POC for six months and then something magic happens. We designed our system from get-go to so that you can start and then it continuously improves throughout actually feedback from the users. And and this is this is really to, to answer this call that I saw from other vendors that they didn't really understand both explainability. And actually that you need to be able to say both to regulators and others that there is an improvement going on over time. That's funny, isn't it? Because that sounds very simple, but but it but it's incredi both incredibly important and by the sounds of things, lots of vendors aren't doing it. Yeah, you, you need to uh, you need to understand uh, the whole uh, whole platform actually to to uh, first of all but you also need to own uh, both the front end and the back end to be able to do it so so uh, so and and you need to you need to have a very good understanding of actually how compliance operation works yeah uh, and uh, and i think that that the vendors are, are a lot of vendors out there are, are really always thinking about how you how you find things but not how you process things and and it's this this notion of of what happens after you find a alert or a yeah. thing and it's the process afterwards that is actually much more interesting to me than 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 just finding stuff and yeah. and if you if you start to connect both the work process the 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 human element of ah this is something and I want to report it either to a, a regulator or, or through the organization with the back end then uh, uh, then uh, you're you're starting to release actually the power that are in your analysts today you know you mm. have a thousand analysts 
why aren't we harnessing actually what they're seeing on the screen? While today, most of them are closing 99% of their alerts are, as false, but most of the, these are, are not false. It's, it's actually something, because, uh, something that were asked by the system to actually surface. You know, it's, it's prescriptive because yeah. we have a rule-based system. Find this. Yeah. Well, um, I taking a couple of steps backwards to to the founding of Lucinity, if we if we may, yeah. Um, so uh, I've not come across any reg tech firms from Iceland before, no. and I mean, I, I, what's the population size of Iceland? We're uh, three hundred fifty thousand. So we're basically Belfast. Belfast, <laughs> yes. and. Yet you appear to have some pretty top class technical expertise at Lucidity. Yeah. How has this happened? Uh, so, so there, there are two two streams of people in, and or three streams of people in uh, in in uh, Lucidity. So, so if we, if you start with finishing the Icelandic population, so, yeah. So we are very. It is a nation of very educated uh, nations. So, so there is a culture here for education. There is a culture for really doing. So, so th there is a very good engineering culture in Iceland. And this is coming a lot from the, uh, before the banking boom, there were, it was actually cool to be uh, a, a startup and starting things. And, and it's actually easy to start things in, in Iceland. You almost can't fail because if you fail, there's enough job and you just get another one. And so the, the environment in Iceland That's to good. start a company is phenomenal. And it has been that like that for, uh, for you know, the last 20, 25 years. And, and uh, there was a lot of cool companies like Oz, uh, Flaga, uh, that I was, uh, I was involved in with the medical device company. Uh, and uh, a lot of these startup companies, you know, 20, 25 years ago that, that really created like this movement into engineering and, and into uh, development and so on. And then the banking boom came and, and that really created a lot of knowledge of finance. Mm. So, uh, and, and a knowledge of, of how to engineer uh, and develop uh, financial products and, and uh, both from a development perspective and, and other, other perspective. And, and if you actually look at the, the ratio of, of innovative comp uh, fintechs <clears throat> to, to the population, we are by far the, 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 the highest, uh, I think it, we, we're three times uh, more of fintech uh, companies in Iceland than Estonia compared to our population. Perfect. So, and Estonia wow. is, 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 is number two. And then uh, I think that, uh, then the next one is just way down. Yeah. So, so it is this combination of the startup culture university and, uh, we have, uh, and, and this banking boom, banking bust. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. uh, then, uh, so, so we have a very good engineering population. The, the, the second thing is that, uh, that when I was founding Lucinity, it wasn't the plan to actually have the company here in Iceland. And uh, I was, uh, uh, I saw an article in the, in the newspaper that there was a guy uh, creating a fintech, the fintech cluster. And I was, uh, I was intrigued and I met the guy and I said, why don't you just come and sit in my co-location uh, co co um, and so on. So I, I sat with him on a desk and he was the only guy who was starting it as well so it was me and him uh, and and it started to create you know uh, more and more fintech companies coming and, and so on but i was i was the first one on the ground <clears throat> wow but 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 in that period I, I, uh, there was one of this company uh, uh, that that we met and and they uh, it was a hiring company a, a talent hiring company and and there was this lady from there that said tk you need to meet these two guys uh, that that just arrived in Iceland and they would love to actually stay in Iceland, and I got the CV and and uh, and I saw uh, saw the CV from from a guy called Justin and and the CV was uh, explainable AI PSD, and he worked for the Financial Conduct Authority for for uh, four years in AI, 
Uh, and I, I really thought at that time, I looked at the CV and just like, someone is pulling a fast one on me. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I <clears throat> actually, and I told him this later, I put the CV to the side and just like, I, I, I'm not going to entertain it. I don't have time. I'm starting a company. There, there's someone teasing me. And, and then Catherine came to me and said, Jiggy, you really need to see these guys. They, they have the real team. And I, and I uh, said, okay. And Justin came to and 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 Justin really is everything that is on the packet. He is a PhD in explainable AI, one of few in the world. He knows financial data. He worked for the Financial Contact Authority <laughs> uh, and helped them pave the way for to into AI. Yeah. And also worked for uh, PwC in Australia for 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 years. So so he knows really how clients think and everything <clears> like that. Plus, he's one of the, the most clever, cleverest uh, data scientists that I have met in my life. And then he, then he came in and, and said, fantastic, we, we hit it off. And we, it was clearly someone that I wanted in my company. And then he came, I think you should also hire my, 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 my wife. What? And I, <laughs> and I was like, wow, that, okay, that's a strange one, a second strange one. And then, then I met Teresa and... It was there. There was the second <laughs> most <clears throat> interesting data scientist that I have met in my life. And, <laughs> and remembering that that I, in for example, City, I had data scientists all over the world in Tel Aviv and yeah. in, uh, in Boston and everything. And they were these guys were just something special, and they wanted to live in Iceland. So, so, so there we started to take a look at Iceland as a location because. What, what I started to see that that foreign professionals really wanted to be here for a period of time and just enjoy the quiet strength of Iceland. Yeah. The the third wave of people is really from my my network. You know, Anus, uh, he is our head of engineering and he actually lives in uh, New Jersey, and he was the most clever engineer that I saw at City. He was the only guy that actually made all of the applications just to work. From Gecko. And he uh, took care of uh, the, his last project was artificial intelligence for, for uh, anti-monitoring uh, there. And but he was the guy that actually made the AI work. He wasn't the yeah. guy that was doing the AI, but for the, the, the ground. So so you need this combination of data scientists that understand and the engineers that actually just make, make it, it work. work. Yeah. And 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 I reached out to 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 Anus and uh, after he left City and just like, hey, you need to join. And he joined. So so we have this combination of, of uh, co-located Icelanders and uh, and foreign professional and then just professionals that work from abroad. So, so now actually we have three locations, both New York, Reykjavik and uh, London. And, uh, and and really, it is a nice combination because Iceland just sits in 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 the middle. Yeah. And it's easy to get to New York. It's easy to get to 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 London. So so that's really the the story of 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 the people. Wow. So it's a mixture of uh, serendipity, uh, highly educated Icelandic population, and then your network. Yeah. Perfect. And luck. And luck. Yeah. Luck. Perfect. Or karma. <laughs> <laughs> Carmen, yeah. So uh, and so for those that maybe aren't familiar with Lucinity, so perhaps you could give us the, the sort of the, the high level overview and uh, and also where you're at as a business now. Yeah, yeah. So so the business started in 2018, uh, and uh, basically the, I started the day after I left City, uh, and uh, what I saw was a huge gap in the market for for anti-money laundering software because I. I thought I was, wasn't really intrigued with anything that I was seeing. And what we at Lucinity do is we are a, a software as a service platform, very similar to Stripe, that, that, that you can connect into and, and send the data through, our, through the API. But what we do is we, we work the data in a way that, that, uh, that, first of all, it continuously improves the, the defense against money laundering and fraud. But the second of all, we just explain things better. And, and, and Lucinity really is a, is a, is a company that 
makes it easy to set up and actually operate your anti-money laundering program as, as a financial institution or, or as a fintech. So where we are at, we uh, have uh, you know, closed quite a, quite a number of, of clients that wanted to be early, early adopters you know, in 20, 2019. Uh, in 2020, we signed uh, one of the biggest banks in the world. Uh, so, so we have a tier one uh, running on our platform, uh, also uh, co-developing co with them. So they contribute to the platform and, and we are just in a very healthy state of, of growth, growth, growth and and uh, innovation so uh, we we raised 6.3 million dollars in march it was tough to raise in march so i haven't yeah. met some of my my investors <laughs> so so really i, I would describe lucinity as we are the most innovative anti-money laundering company in in the world right, right now we are the fastest grow, growing uh, rec tech firm that i know of as well as, uh, you know, we are just beginning. Exciting time to uh, for, for Lucinity 2021. Yeah. But from a business point of view, I guess you're two best two years into it now, two and a bit years into yeah. this. Yeah. You know, are there any are there any things when you reflect on that two and a bit years where you think, well, I might have done that a little bit differently if I if I had my time over. A lot. So so. Uh, we uh, we really, but I don't really hang on it too much. So so we are. Uh, the hint is really, you know, if you go to our uh, lucinity.com website, and and you can see the the logo that we have, it's the infinite loop, and and this this is really rooted in in us. You know, we we talked about the continuous improvement of our models and uh, yeah. the way that the that the the user interface adopts and, and so on. So, but it's also rooted in us as a company that, that every every day uh, us as Lucinians, we, we think that we can do better today than yesterday. So so really uh, the way to, to start a company is that you will make a lot of mistakes and you will, uh, but the only mistake that you really can do is to not learn from them. Mm. So, so that is, really the way that we we think about, about it i think that when 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 uh when we when we started the company and i raised two million dollars three three months after i i started the company and, and i finished the business case uh, 15 days after after i i, I left city uh, you know I, I think that uh one of the things that i learned from that is you 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 need to have a a really solid business plan that and 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 I was fortunate enough to to have been in this the industry yeah. for for ten years and 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 really you know in hindsight one of the the greatest successes that I think that I feel I, I did was I didn't start this company based on just an idea but I I I, I, I created it based on just working, working, working out a plan. So, uh, so the second thing that I think that that I learned from 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 Lucinity and and what why we are successful today is that we didn't just start to program something. We we actually we actually the first thing that we did was to when Justin joined and after Anus joined was that we mapped out the U.S. and the U.K. regulate regulations and, and created the knowledge graph of, of how the regulation works and how what behaviors uh, uh, we need to create so uh, and 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 then what we the second thing that we did was to create the encryption algorithm that i told you about yeah. so and this is before we actually created an anti money laundering something so 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 this 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 rooting in, in getting the the foundation rights uh <clears throat> that is really the key why i think we are successful so yeah when i look back uh, you know there is a lot of small small mistakes but only mistakes that that we have really just corrected and, and learned from yeah that, that's really interesting because i was gonna i had a follow-up question about it you getting a fast start because if, if you look at where you're at 
sort of two years later, uh, um, the, the customers that you've already got, the, the funding that you've raised and everything, Lucinity has had a really fast start. And I had assumed you were going to say <clears throat> it's because you'd already uh, mapped out a lot of the product and done a lot of that work while you were at City. But it sounds like that wasn't the case at all. So so well, how did you I, raise those funds initially? I, I would I would actually uh, describe <clears throat> it that I started this company probably uh, why, when I started in Cybertech. <laughs> so, right. So, so, so uh, you know, the reason why I could create the plan in two, two, uh, two, two weeks uh, after I left City was basically because, you know, I had 10 years of experience prior yep. to that event. Uh, and uh, and I had assumed that it would take me nine to twelve months to raise the first fund. Yeah. So and uh, and uh, I after I created the plan, I I started to instead of going after the big races uh, and and some angels outside of 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 Iceland. And and at that time, I wasn't known in Iceland. I no no one. I, I didn't have, I had a bigger network in Tel Aviv, I would say, than actually Iceland. Right. Because I had been living out, uh, abroad for, for uh, God, how, how long. And, and I met uh, a, a, a fund called Krober Capital. And it's an Icelandic uh, all-woman fund. Uh, fantastic humans. And uh, met Helga there, who is now the chairman of the board. And I, I showed her what I had started. And she was like, I want to be part of that journey. So, so I would say that uh, that it's again part of karma choosing us uh, that we were able to raise two million in such a short, short yeah. time because we just met a, a fund that was willing to to bet big that a person with my background with a plan that was this good created in two weeks could actually do, do it. So yeah. there was a lot of closing conditions to, to that uh, that two million. There were closing conditions that I, I actually would be able to create a team. So so yeah. we, I wouldn't receive the funds. So they protected themselves that I we want to be your partner, but if you do this and this and this, we will release the funds. And then Anus came, uh, Justin mm -hmm. and Teresa came and, and uh, Matthew's fantastic engineers in Iceland. So, so we built a team very quickly. Yeah. And so, so it's really, I think, uh, uh, alignment of the stars rather than me being shrewd <laughs> that, <laughs> that, 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 that uh, occurred there. Of course, I, I, I felt also that if I would go uh, and, and uh, raise the money like a normal human being in London or, or, or New York, normally it would take nine to 12 months. Yeah, you know, you you would you would, and so, so so I think that that this Crowberry Capital Fund really gave the, the gave the turbo effect into that. Yeah, it it does feel as you tell the story like Iceland is playing an important part in a lot of this. Yes, you know it's the it reason is. why you're able to get some of those um, fantastic data scientists at the outset, you know, uh, a, a perhaps a slightly different perspective and philosophy from the um, investors allowed them to, to make that bet on you. Um, uh, and even, you know, the, the, the values of Lucinity sounding like something that's very much uh, born of uh, the values of Icelanders. In many ways, it's, it's like an international version of the values that are born, born, born out of Iceland. And, uh, and and I think that you know when you when you start a company, you you can't uh, and 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 this is why I think there is a high rate of innovations in, for example, Tel Aviv, uh, and in uh, Silicon Valley, and in uh, now in Reykjavik. It's this: you can't be afraid of failure. So so. You know, you need to be crazy to start the company, a little bit crazy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but you also need to have you you can't have this fear of, of failure, which I think that if you look at Silicon Valley, if you look at Tel Aviv, and and uh, now when I look back at at Reykjavik, there is always a cushion for you if if I fail. You know, I will not be looked at as 
you know, probably by someone, but I will not be looked at a failure. I, I tried. And, and there is, a, from a financial perspective, there is a, something that, that captures us here in Africa. In Tel Aviv, it is actually cool to start a, start a company. And if you fail, you know, better luck next time. And it's the same, uh, same thing in Silicon Valley. So I think this environment that has been created in, you know, these mega innovation cities is the reason why people start companies there. Yeah. And 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 why actually attracts capital is is because of that. And and I think that for uh, works of like uh, Helga Valfels and the Krober Capital team and and some of the the guys that paved the way in Oz and Flaga and so on here in Reykjavik. This environment is here. And, uh, you know, will we always be just an Icelandic company? No, because we're not, we're not even there now. Uh, but, but I think that, that, that this start was really, really good here. And this environment, this protection and this closeness to both New York and London and, yeah. and time zone just works very well out for us. Very good. <clears throat> You talked. Uh, you referred to your time in Tel Aviv a few times, but so when were you in Tel Aviv? <clears throat> many, 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 many times. <laughs> right. So, so I, uh, I, I think I, I am almost uh, what between fifteen and twenty times to 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 Israel. So, so I used to work for um, so Nice Systems acquired Cyberdeck, and uh, a Nice System is a Israeli uh, Tel Aviv based. Company or Ranana, and uh, and uh, Yara Morkinstone, who who was the the, the the boss that believed in in the crazy ideas that the, the Icelander and the and the the, uh, the UK UK guy uh, were cooking up. He is from from Tel Aviv, and and uh, and and really really uh, so so I worked for Nice for what four or five year or, so, or, or five or six years and uh, and and really we were just i was always com coming there but but uh, but for nice and then when i left nice i i started to be fond of uh fond of actually tel aviv as a as a as a city and and i was always there and i had only been to jerusalem once because i i i was living in the netherlands and uh, my wife and kids were home and, and uh, they only had friends no family uh, around, around us so my wife is icelandic and uh, so I, I when i did business trips like to tel aviv or even australia i i just rushed back so so i was always home on weekends so i never really enjoyed uh, sceneries and so on so so when i left nice i said to my wife uh, thora that's her name Let's go to Israel on the air, uh, KLM air, air, air miles that I have, and uh, you know I, I'm I'll be probably very busy in city, and uh, we went to a, a beautiful trip around Israel and then to Jordan and so Petra and just spent fantastic time there. And then I uh, wasn't at Ben Guri and I said uh, you know hey see you probably in ten years. I was there back in three weeks. <laughs> When I joined City, uh, uh, my my boss at the time said to me, "Hey, you you will own uh, the Tel Aviv Innovation Program that, that we have." Ah. So so I, I, all of a sudden I inherited uh, actually a a fantastic team of of, of uh, natural language process data scientists in in Tel Aviv. So I was back there, and that is where I I met a. A phenomenal guy called uh, called uh, Boas Per that that actually founded Actimas uh, was one of the founders uh, that and 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 he has been a lot of influence on, on my life uh, and 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 really learned a lot from him. So we worked together and and I was uh, quite a, a few times again then in Tel Aviv. So so and and now. Um, I have a board member that is from Israel. I'm one of the the one of the uh, my my main advisors uh, from a go-to-market perspective, he's also from Israel, uh, and then we we actually use a lot of uh, companies from Israel to to help us, you know, build build the company because you know the infrastructure there is yeah. is really good and they understand 
security. They yeah. understand a lot of things that I, I need. Yeah, very good. Do you, is, you've mentioned a few people that have kind of had a, a, an influence um, on you that you've you've been fortunate to meet. Do you do you have a, a sort of a, any one that you class as mentors? I I I I never think of them as as really matters. I, I think about that there are quite so I'm 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 very fortunate in that that uh, that as an investor in actually my company uh, or our company now, I have all of my bosses uh, <laughs> except one, and right. uh, uh, and the the one that is missing, you know, I can reach out to him whenever. Uh, so so um, so really the, the 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 people that has been influencers in my in my life uh, it, they are actually still helping me yeah so so uh, everywhere from my first boss in the medical uh, co- company that to actually my 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 second boss and 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 so on so uh, so uh, a lot of them have helped me out in this company either as investors or just, um, you know, as uh, individuals that, that connect me to people and, and, and I'm lucky enough to be able to have conversations with them. And, and, and Jaron Morgenstern, for example, he is on our board. And, and, and the reason why I reached out to him was I have never felt like I can run as fast as when I was working for him in, in, uh, in NICE. And and he enabled uh, me to to release something that I don't know yet what it is because I, I just go to him and I say say you know I have this problem and he said like no it's, this is not problem this this do this so so he's really able to 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 correct course and you can see that in the board meetings where uh, I have a fantastic board of 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 of, of people both Crowbury uh, Capital, Bifunders, Karma. Yara Markistone, Henry Dreyfus, who is another uh, now an influencer uh, on, on this comp- company uh, that joined as an investor. But, but the, it's just good atmosphere and, and having these conversations just enables us to continuously improve. Fantastic. I normally ask a question, who are the people that helped you on the journey? I'm guessing you've, you've just listed a, a few of them there. Yeah, I, I have. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't really mention uh, all of them. But, uh, because of privacy and, and so on, but there are very, very many. And, uh, and of course, you know, there are, uh, it is in my family to start businesses and, and my brother is a CEO and, oh, really? and uh, of, of one of the coolest startups in, in Iceland and he lives in Atlanta. So it's a, it's like, it's, it's a US, uh, US Icelandic, uh, co- company. Uh, so, so I learned a lot from him, for example, and a lot of the mistakes that I didn't do as a, in starting the company was was things that he told me not to do. Yeah, that's fantastic. What, what, uh, are you allowed to say what brother's business is? Yeah, it's Nox Medical. So, so he's the CEO of Nox Medical, which is actually a, a sleep science uh, company. And I used to work with him uh, in uh, in my first 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 show. So he he. He uh, suggested to hire me out of uh, uh, while I was in uni. So, <laughs> Fantastic! Uh, yeah. So it's it really is in the family, then, isn't it? And I had a question. It suddenly it's disappeared from my mind. Oh, I was going to say you you mentioned your time at Nice Actimize sort of really helping allowing you to 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 change the way that you think and and the pace that you are you are thinking. Um, and it, it struck me that that was a real example of entrepreneurship. And it sounds like that was because you you kind of felt like you might have been faced with a you know a threat essentially to your to your um, to your job at, uh, at Nice yeah. because of that acquisition. So do do you do you think that that was very important for you to to sort of switch gears and and that that was useful subsequently when it comes to lucidity? Absolutely. I I wouldn't be where I where I am today without Nice. I think that that what the time at Nice and and uh, and and being with uh, you know one of my uh, my mentors there, uh, both Jaron Markusen and and that that that, that guy really uh, gave me the the, the self confidence to 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 believe in 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 what what I was doing and, and and develop as a person. So so there was a lot of trial and error there. 
and uh, and we made a lot of mistakes. You know, the, the we you know I always remember when we did the first release to a client uh, of of the application, which which was you could search for millions of hours just uh, to saying you know hey who said manipulate and and the client came to it and said, guys um, this application you can't narrow by date we were just and 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 i discovered in the in this uh, in this uh, uh, triumph of being able to search on voice we forgot about the fun fundamental just like yeah you're correct you can't narrow it by date <laughs> So, you know, who who forgets date? I thought it was so 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 uh, so um, uh, uh, passionate about you know the new thing that they were doing. Yeah. So so there's a lot of and and then just the art of of presenting, the art of storytelling. I I, I look at as uh, as something that I actually learned in nice. Do you think that that's something? That, that any sort of budding entrepreneurs listening could learn from. Absolutely, and uh, so, and I discovered that uh, probably a little bit afterwards. I, I I kind of always knew that I wanted. I wasn't ready to to start the company when I was 20, 22, 23. I just didn't have the maturity to do it. Uh, I clearly had the, the technology ability to do it, but I didn't have the First of all, storytelling ability. I didn't have uh, the ability to to really think about the business challenges and so on. So, so I learned that through my MBA and through 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 these these journeys in Nice and Leicester City and and so. On. But it was in a meeting where I was uh, sitting with uh, one of the biggest venture capital funds uh, in the world. Uh, and uh, inside ventures, and there was this guy that I, I was talking to, and and uh, fantastic guy, and and I was just telling uh, him that you know I would love to 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 start a company one one day. It was just we, we were just chatting. It was an informal thing, we not pitching anything, just just chatting. And he said, "GK, you realize that most B two B successful companies." Are not starting by Mark Zuckerbergers and, and the guys. It's actually starting by by guys like yourself that are frustrated with that this solution that you are being searching for yeah. doesn't exist. And and he he then uh, listed like 10, 15 successful 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 startup companies that were now huge companies. That that just uh, that that blow my mind, and, and I said to me, actually, you're correct. That, you know, part of the reason why I think I will be successful is this journey as an entrepreneur. So so yes, absolutely, and and uh, you know, you need to be, you need to say to yourself as an entrepreneur, and if you want to go outside. Your job security is just as secure as an entrepreneur and as an entrepreneur. There is a false security in thinking that if you are in a bank job or if you are working for Microsoft or if you're working for Google, that, that your paycheck is secure. So, so any day you can be laid off. So, so if you if you if you twist your mind to say, actually, I know I'm in a cushy job, but I could be actually made redundant just because of an Excel error. Yeah. And if I try as an uh, as an entrepreneur and fail, I can always come back to a job. And but when I come back as a, into a job, if I have tried and if I have given my best, that means probably that you're more valuable as an individual than than you were just uh, paving your way inside your career. Uh, inside your career, this is not for everyone. You yeah. need to be a little bit crazy. <laughs> if you are a little bit touch of crazy and you you because this is hard you will be more valuable after, even though you failed. Beautiful. Very good. Uh, I've got one final question I always ask everyone. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if you could go back in time and offer one piece of advice to an 18-year-old GK, what would it be? Don't be afraid of girls. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so I, I think that that uh, that that you you are on the right track. You know, 18 years old needs need to be learning technology. They need to be learning how to connect things together. And I and I and I and I sometimes think that you know I have two sons, 14 and and uh, 16. And you know, I watched them in these computer games, and uh, and then I was I was out with the dog and uh, dogs and and with my son, and we were talking, and I was talking about the computer games, and he was telling me that he he is this first, uh, f- uh, what do you call it, first, first person shooter, first person shooter, and and he said to me that uh, there was a back uh, dog barking. Uh, you know where, where we were out. We were in this area where you can actually have loose dogs, and he said, "I can position him, this dog, in my brain, and I know he, he is over there, and I can actually think about how he is moving." And I said to myself, "Wow, where did you learn that?" Oh, because I need to keep track of thirty different people when I'm actually doing the the, the shooting game. And and uh, I would say to my 18 years old, you know, keep on doing what you're doing in 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 really learning the technology basis, learn the basics because it is really important to understand how to connect, you know, how to use what you're doing today, how to learn, how to train your brain because at 18 you're just training your brain. Yeah, very good, beautiful. GK, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for the time, mate.